what up? Hey yo, what's up, my man? Uh, you enjoying? You're enjoying the pies hey, over I'm there? In fucking Long Island. You enjoying the burrows? I'm, I'm trying a bunch of dipping sauces. I want to start. I want to get out of the nonsense of this episode already, and I just want to ask you. In front of everyone, what is your favorite borough? What is the best borough out of all of them? Oh. Just unequivocally. I mean, you know, I wish Jersey was a borough. Because, you know, Jersey would clearly be my favorite. Bagels. Sopranos. Locks. Locks. Um, dude, to be honest, Long Island is way fucking prettier than you would expect. Really? It is gorgeous. Like, it is... My dad's neighborhood is just so fucking nice. And it's just like moody like great mood lighting all day huge trees <laughs> like very good sexual lighting oh dude yeah me and christina have had to fucking you know separate ourselves by a wall so we don't just pounce well, that on chastity other. belt helps yeah the one i wear yeah yeah it's it's uncomfortable but it helps and I, I keep telling you it's a diaper, but you insist it's a chastity belt. I mean, I don't know how to take it off, so I assume it's a chastity belt. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, it's working like one anyway. Yeah, I'm starting to get a rash, but I have no idea what to do. I mean, what 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 can you do? Dude, yeah, Long Island's pretty sweet, but I, w- I gotta say, like, you know, the hipster in me loves Brooklyn. Oh, Brooklyn's great. We're, gonna, we're going to the city tomorrow. We're going to go to the Met. We're going to get some West African food in, in the Bronx. Hey. I'm taking the train. I'm giving Christina the authentic experience. We're going to Central Park. It'll be fun. Oh, wow. It'll be fun. Yeah, that's cool, man. But you know what's not cool is the fucking dream I had about you last night. About me? It was, you were in it. So it wasn't just like you in the dream, but it pretty much like centralized around you. <laughs> well, I mean, I know you usually dream about me, but it's usually in a very positive and, uh, you know, different context. A loving, and warm. A very, yeah, yeah. An amicable context. It's mostly like just us sharing an embrace of, yeah. of brothers. Uh, but what was this? This was a, dude, it was a little like frustrating because, um, <laughs> so the dream was me, you, and Michael. It was Mortales and we were, about, we were getting ready to play a show. And what was weird was that Luis wasn't there. I don't know what that's about. But so it was me, mm-hmm. you, and Michael. We're setting up. And Michael starts like, you know, kind of like how we did at practice every day. Like Michael will start noodling and then I start noodling and we start like kind of jamming for like 10 minutes. But Michael was doing it like live and I thought it was a little strange, but I wasn't looking behind me. So like I was like, oh, Brett's just setting up his drums. Michael is 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 just kind of fucking around. And but there was like 50 people like standing there watching us and big crowd, great crowd, biggest that we've ever had. (laughs) And it was in my fucking (laughs) dreams. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. And so. Yeah, so then I started doing my thing with like I don't I don't know how to noodle, so I'm just messing with my delay pedals and just doing sounds and stuff like that, and and yeah. um, and then we do it for like ten minutes, and like you don't play anything the whole time, and I'm starting to feel really <laughs> awkward. And Am I still setting up my my drum kit? So yeah, so it Michael ends, and then he he goes like, "What's up, guys? We are Mortalis." Blah blah, and I was like, "Okay, cool." He's doing the intro, and then I turn around, and you're sitting down on the floor with a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> and i i come at, i come towards you and i was like hey man where are your drums and you're like yeah oh i'm just doing something different yeah you're like i'm not playing drums today and i was just like aren't <laughs> we playing a show aren't we are, like aren't we gonna play mortalis and you and you were just like yeah 
I don't know. I didn't bring my fucking drums. And I was just like, why didn't you bring your drums? And you're like, hey, man, I didn't bring them, all right? I'm going to play guitar. And I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> all right. And and then I go up to Michael and I'm just like, hey, what do we what, – what's the set list? And I was like, maybe we – nowadays, man? Like maybe we can start playing nowadays, man, or something? And Michael's just like, no, nah, man, we're just going to be jamming. And I'm like, what? So Michael <laughs> goes like, all right, guys, this next one is called Texas Tornado. And he starts like – Closes his eyes and starts like playing uh, yeah, some does his Michael thing. fucking song, and I'm just sitting there like completely in disbelief. And I'm looking at you. I'm like, "What are you doing? You have like a Gibson SG, and you're just sitting down." I'm just like crisscross applesauce. Yeah, and you're being like <laughs> so pissy to me, and I'm like, "What the fuck is going on?" And uh, and the show is awful. Like the moment I, I turn around, I talk to you for like a second, and I turn back around, and everyone left. Like there's no crowd, and Michael is like. Deep, like eyes closed, just like deep into his song, fucking Texas Tornado, and <laughs> Texas Tornado, and it's like I kind of the the dream like flashes to the next part, and the next part is us leaving, and I'm asking you like, hey man, what's the deal? Like you're acting really weird today, and you're like, nothing, dude, fucking back off, and I was just like, what is wrong with you? Whoa. Yeah, and I was like, Brett, you don't speak to me this way, first of all, <laughs> and you were just like, dude, nothing, just leave me alone, and I was just like, what the fuck, man, something's wrong with Brett. And then it flashes to the next day, and I call you, and you pick up, and you're like, hey, man, what's up? And I was like, oh, shit, oh. did I wake you up? And you were like, yeah, yeah, I'm still sleeping. And I was like, all right, man, just call me later. And you're like, all right, bye. And you hang up, and I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> I'm like, did he lie to me? So I call I you. I mean, that kind of sounds like a joke I would do. <laughs> you were like, hey, man, yeah, sorry, I just woke up. I'm like, all right. And then... And then I call you back and I was like, dude, did you really just wake up? And you're like, nah. I'm like, what is going on with you? And you were like, what? man, I don't really want to talk about it, but like I'm, I'm having some issues right now. I was like, what issues? And you're just like, it's like weed. Like I got caught, like I'm dealing with legal issues with weed. And I was like, what? And you're just like, yeah, I don't want to fucking talk about it. Blah, blah. And I was like, what is going on? And then the rest of the dream is like me going to your apartment, trying to help and blah, blah. And I woke up this morning like laughing because I was just like, I love that you were just like, yeah, man. I just woke up. I'll call you later. I was like, all right. And you're like, all right, bye. <laughs> and I mean, it's about time I got caught because you know how much you're just, you know how much green I'm, I'm rolling around you're just driving you know through saying? Texas, throwing it out of windows at cop cars. <laughs> it's so weird because my best friend, Lily, every time I'm in Lily's dreams, I'm a pissy little <laughs> dick in, in her, it's dreams too. Wow. Like, like I'm just a jerk. I like I I never am cool in in dreams. I mean, you know, to be fair, I'm in in my dreams. Anytime I have a dream with friends, they all hate me. So, Aww. it's not it's not a new thing for me to like have a friend be like a dickhead to me for no reason. But uh, with you, it especially surprised me. Like in the dream, I was like, Brent, what is wrong, <laughs> dude? Like, what is going on? And uh, yeah, so fuck you, man. Yeah, well, cool. For putting me through um, that. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'll try to I'll try to be better about that. Because uh, when I dream of you, you're you're just so sweet, and I'm you're just like probably. Yeah, you you're you're nice. You're clean shaven. You're just you're at my side. You get me drinks whenever I want. Okay, this is starting to sound. Like a servant. You like do my laundry. Okay, there you, we go. You get my sheets done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like a real friend. Like a real butler friend. 
<laughs> well, uh, on that note, I want to serve you a little intro. What's up, guys? Woo! Welcome to the Earbuds Podcast. This is a podcast where you and me, me and you, we talk about a very good album for a very good amount of time mm-hmm. as very good friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am Brett Brooklyn Hanrahan. Mm-hmm. I like the I like Brooklyn pizza. <laughs> so that's there you go. That's why I cast my vote there. That's all you need. Uh, join with me, as always, is Lucas Queens baby. Hey, uh, Indrakovs. Hey, what's up? Hey, Queens in the house. Have you visited Action yet? Uh, yeah, man. We got pizza yesterday. I told you that before we started recording. Oh yeah, I wasn't listening. Yeah, Sorry. I know. Um, yeah, me and Action are buds. You know, he brought Big Body, and I was just like uncomfortable the whole time. But right, but that's what they want. That's what they wanted. Like Action still the gotta be there? fucking cool, huh? Was it like was the film crew that crew there? Like was it? No, no. We're just we're we're you know. It doesn't have to be on just... camera. Everything we do, you know. We're not always trying to get attention. I, don't know. I, just, I just see you in so many photos, and you're always in the background of of all the you know a, a, action episodes and stuff. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I'm like those horror movies where they like start looking at old photographs and they see the same guys in the background <laughs> in every single picture throughout the years. I'm getting closer and closer as you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like yeah. lurching. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. You know, I don't need to start name dropping and saying I hang out with Action Bronson and Most Dev and Talib Kweli mm. and Ghostface Killer yeah. and Lil you know, all these Sims. people. Yeah, Sims. Little Sims. Like she came by. My grandma loves her. Visiting. Um, but you know, I'm just like I can't remember what are we talking? About? What album? What do we? Well, what is this? I, I it, here's here's the thing. Uh. We couldn't, we just couldn't get the funding. And I'm sorry. Oh, we didn't get the, oh, Jesus. Yeah, we didn't, yeah. So we're, we're still doing our plan. We're, we're going to try to pitch it. We're going to show this episode to the execs, see how it goes. I'm currently, uh, recording from Drublik. Uh, I'm on site. You're, oh, you're in Drublik. I'm in Drublik. You, yeah. You and punk. you'll notice my, my Liberty Spikes. Yeah. You, you're so fucking punk. You think you're so cool. Uh, so this is today we're talking about No Effects's Punk in Drublik. Oh my god, this which is... is actually uh, it was an album that you added on your list that I wanted to talk about. Yeah, yeah, this is a fucking classic for me, dude. Yeah, it's it's a I think most people would say it's a classic, uh, must listen to punk album. It's definitely their most popular one. Uh, the one people know most, which is kind of surprising uh, to me. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, it's it's got, I think all the hits that people know, like uh, "Don't Call Me White" and uh, "Leave It Alone," "Linoleum," "Linoleum," huge, "Perfect Government," uh, my, well, I won't say my personal favorite yet. Yeah, hold it, <laughs> That's hold for it later. But it uh, uh, it but, sold to like over a million copies since it came out. Yeah, it was the highest charting uh, album for them since, and I believe it's the second record that El Jefe is on. Oh, if okay. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, because yeah. they had, I believe they had two records uh, before he was on, and then they had White Trash 
White Trash. Yeah, let's not finish that one. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe the shit that they got away with, like, in their lyrics and in their, just, like, their themes and their imagery and shit, like... No effects, punks, no, man. Yeah, no effects doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> no, they do not. And it's, uh, uh, but there's, there's something about this record. I think this is the first no effects record that I listened to as I finally got into these guys probably in like 2001. And, um, this was one of the ones that, that was recommended. Like I, some, you know, I had like a punk, uh, fucking Sherpa and a lot of friends and they were just like telling me like, you have to listen to this album, like, like suffer by bad religion. And, uh, Punk and Drublick by No Effects, and man, I have so many memories of riding around with my with my dad in the car and forcing him to listen to this record. <laughs> I loved this album, I still do. I I think it holds up well, man. It really does. I mean, because I know No No Effects has been continuously releasing albums. It's not like they've dropped off at all. And I've heard that their newest albums are, you know, as it, it, it good as good as it gets with punk yeah you know i haven't really listened to anything by them after like pump up the volume i honestly have listened to this album and white trash and i listened to uh what was it called like the downfall uh oh the, the decline the decline oh dude another classic dude like a like an 18 minute long punk song yeah Legit. Right. That is a that's a few of my friends' like favorite favorite album by theirs. Really? Yeah. I I think this is not my favorite by them, but I love this record. Yeah, I've been meaning to get into more of their stuff, but I mean, while we're here, we might as well just talk about the one that I know best and my favorite one, Funk and Droblick. So this is your favorite No Effects record. Yes, mm. uh, by default. By default. We, <laughs> my. Uh, two or three years ago, I'm sure I've told you about this, but my dad worked at the Austin, the Austin Statesman or the, you know, whatever. Sure. The Austin American A, a local paper. And in the parking lot, no effects was going to do a show and they were touring punk and Drublick. Oh, wow. So it was, it was, they were going to play the album and they had like a whole bar that you could go to with a lot of, uh, like local, and international like IPAs and stuff. Yeah. And we got tickets to it because my dad was on the inside. But NoFX never got a permit to play the show. So what? after like a, it, two weeks before the show, they had to cancel. Oh my God. That's it's, so fucking it's like, punk. It's so stupid and dumb. I mean, <laughs> and I'm glad we didn't pay money for the show. I know, right? God damn it. Like, what's crazy is that, um, you know, this album is their highest selling, over a million copies, like, since it came out, and it it got no radio play. Yeah. No, I mean, they've never had radio play. Ever. And they've done really well for themselves. Yeah. They're, well, one, of not... the, they're one of the biggest punk bands ever. Yeah, I'd say so. Definitely in the, in the probably top five. I, I would imagine top five. Like, they're up there with Bad Religion, you know? I mean... It's it, it, when you think of punk, you think of Ramones, Misfits. Uh, I mean, maybe like the Stooges, Buzzcock, you know, uh, Sex Pistols, Sex Pistols. But all that's, sh- I mean, honestly, but, I, I mean, when you get more modern, right, uh, is when you run into like Bad Religion and No Effects, like Green Day, Offspring. 
Yeah, they're right yeah, up there just with depending him. on who you ask. And no effects, <laughs> yeah, right. And no effects is is like, in my opinion, just as catchy as Green Day and The Offspring. Yeah, I was thinking about that today. I was like, why, what, like, what separates them so much from Green Day? Because they kind of have the same sound on this album, and it's it's like No Effects is actual punk, and Green Day kind of hasn't been for a long time, and never really was this type of crusty punk, you know? Yeah, I think like for some reason No Effects gets a lot more punk uh, cred than than Offspring and and um, Green Day, but this album came out in the same year as Dookie and Smash. Really? Yeah. And like, you know, and then there was also like Super Unknown and like all this, you know, it's it's definitely, you know, they I think they, they get a lot more punk cred because they got no radio play at all. Right. And that's about and it. Green Day gets a bunch of shit because they, you know, they're all over the radio. Yeah. And no effects, just, they just usually play at a faster tempo. They're talking about a lot of stuff that you can't really put on public radio <laughs> yeah man they i mean they and, they cover a lot of topics yeah and just uh, the way they present themselves is just a lot more punk a lot less accessible than you know billy joe armstrong yeah they no effects like clearly doesn't give a fuck like um but they i mean their their lyrics are surprisingly really good that's the thing yeah is that they I'm I I like No Effects. I'm not the biggest No Effects fan, but having been in the punk scene for like the last who how who knows how many years, they do seem like the blueprint for most punk fans. Like what most punk fans want to be, they want to be this like acting like they couldn't care less, uh, banter like five minute long banter between songs, obnoxious just, as like, fuck. Yeah, being obnoxious but uh they really do put so much effort into their music and making sure everything sounds really good and making sure it's really interesting songwriting and they almost want to hide how much effort they put into it is the effect i get (laughs) yeah it's like they know that they'll get less punk cred if they look like they're trying too hard (laughs) but they legitimately do have great songwriting and great musicianship on this record yeah, and in fantastic lyrics, as you were saying. Really good lyrics. I mean, talking about anything from like politics to racism and xenophobia and sexism and and like he, you know he has the song the the song "Don't Call Me White" is all about like <laughs> he's Jewish and he doesn't want people to call him white anymore. <laughs> and it's like I honestly can't believe that they came out that that rec- that that song was put on the record. Yeah, well, it's it's. Yeah, it kind of shares the same sentiments as uh, guilty for being white, right? Minor fact, a little bit. But then he's also uh, kind of saying, like, I mean, he was saying he was like, I wasn't brought here; I was born, circumcised, categorized, allegiance sworn. Doesn't mean I have to take such shit for being fair skinned. No, I ain't part of no conspiracy. I'm just your average Joe. And it's just like, whoa! Like this is like if if the wrong dude heard this song. <laughs> Like he'd be like, yeah, pro, pro white, like damn right, brother. You know, and when he's like describing like what his idea of the white people are in general, right? You know, it's kind of like falling in line and like, yes, sir, and 
uh, being very tidy and stuff. I think it, I think it is, it might've aged a little poorly just because, uh, I don't know, a song about being, uh, judged or criticized for being white when every other race has it so much worse you right. know, for more serious reasons. Especially like Jewish people have had it very hard throughout history. And yeah, you know, true. and I just, I, what I love about it is because he does write about really serious topics, but he's funny. Like fat <laughs> Mike is like, he's a, he's such an asshole, uh, but he's funny, you know? So you yeah, can kind of get I away mean... with it, but it, it kind of <laughs> reminds me of like, like he's really polarizing, right? Fat Mike, like, yeah, sure. He's very polarizing in punk rock and in just in the music scene in general. But he himself will call him he'll call himself an asshole any chance he gets. Like he recognizes that he's an asshole. Yeah, right. But does acknowledging that you're an asshole that doesn't exactly excuse you for being one. It doesn't excuse you from being an asshole. Right. But at least you're aware about it, I guess. I guess, <laughs> right? It's like there is that kind of you know, the dichotomy of just like, well, at least you can recognize that you're a dick, but then like, if you recognize that you're a dick, then stop being one, you know? Yeah. It makes me think yeah. of a lot of like comedians and actors, like, you know, these days that they're getting a lot of shit for certain jokes and, you know, and then they, they say these, this fucked up stuff in the context of a joke and then people get mad and they go, Hey man, I'm just in a comedian or Hey man, I'm an asshole or Hey man, I'm, I'm just an idiot. Don't listen to me. And it's like, yeah, yeah all that might be true. But that doesn't make up for you being an asshole. Yeah, right. Like there's a uh, there's a popular saying that people say, and my uh, my a family member of mine actually said it to me like a week ago. And he was like, "No, nah, man, I'm not racist. I hate everybody." Oh, yeah, and, right. Like that's it's such like a it's such a well, cool. Then you're kind of then you suck. You're an asshole. Yeah, to me, it's like owning being an asshole doesn't make it any better. And so it is hard for me to like no effects because of that. Yeah. And it is, if you ever look up a live show of theirs and it almost makes me thankful that the show was canceled. It's honestly a slog. It's oh, a, it's an absolute slog getting through the show. Cause they'll play one, two minute long song and then they'll talk about just bullshit for seven and a half minutes. <sighs> Yeah. And then they might play another one well. And then, you know, it's it's just that cycle. And it's just so like, oh my God, just play the music. I mean, they know. They have several albums titled, like, I Heard They Suck Live. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, I saw them at Warp Tour and they were great, but Jesus Christ, Fat Mike in between every song was just talking shit about all the bands at Warp Tour that he did not think deserved to be there. And I was yeah. I was 16, and I thought it was hilarious at the time. But even then, man, the, you know, the fifth time he brings up Good Charlotte, you're like, God damn, dude, just move on. It's like it almost seems like you're the one that has the most problem with this. Yeah, like no one else. Like even if people do have a problem with it, it's like that's your shit. Why are you, why are you making us deal with it? Like I mean, he said some fucked up shit after like the Las Vegas shooting that happened. Like they played Vegas. Really? Yeah. I think they played Vegas like six months later or something Re recently after the, that really horrible shooting that happened. And, and he said like, he was like, yeah, that was fucked up. But like, at least there were country fans and not punk rock fans. It's like, Jesus, uh, yeah, you know? Right. And that's when, um, 
I think it was like a Punk and Drublick like 20 year anniversary tour and they got they they canceled the tour I think after he said that shit because they lost all their sponsors and it's like hey Mike shut the fuck up maybe I mean he's just he's just a punk guy yeah, that's what I mean. I'm so like, it's just, it's so hard for me to be like, oh, he's just punk rock, man. Like, it's just like, no, being punk rock doesn't mean being a dickhead. And I hate that interpretation yeah. of it. Yeah, it's true. That's the thing that I've hated most about, I, I guess, just punk in general is like, why do you feel like you have to be such an asshole right. when you're punk? Like, and why it, it just has this weird culture around it that started from a lot of it, it, like the punk culture started from kids who would like get bullied and stuff and were kind of went through some stuff. And that's why they were so like kind of dicks be, for their own safety. And then that evolved over time into just punk being synonymous with, Oh, well you just drink whiskey and you shit and you cuss and you throw up your middle fingers all day and you call your friends a bunch of, you know, piss bags or whatever (laughs) yeah no i like that's i don't know to me whenever i discovered punk it was a more of a feeling of inclusion like trying to include it any marginalized people or people who have felt marginalized can go into this one scene and feel accepted because they weren't accepted in everywhere else and it's just like like yeah for sure it's you have the toxic punks that just kind of ruin that vibe for everyone and and yeah. also the all the gatekeepers like punk is just it can be so toxic, and Mike yeah. Fat Mike contributes a lot to that. Yeah, I mean even even in the local punk scene in like Austin and San Marcos, about a lot of I've noticed a lot of punk bands like the younger punk bands will make songs about how they're like people are trying to gatekeep them because they don't dress like punks. I got that know? shit so much growing up, dude. And it's so weird. It's like, I thought it, punk is all about going against authority and trying to fight for what's right and refusing to let the system get you down. And, and, and yet, lifting each other up, supporting each other. Yeah. You know? And in, in the community we're I don't know. It's it's really not that bad. Like it's I I met a lot of good people through Burn Band, especially. You Absolutely, know? there's so many there's good just kind of like punk. some dark corners where it's like, all right, yeah. like we don't need to, like this guy's kind of a dick for no reason. There are a lot of good people in punk. I mean, the, the majority of my friends that I still have from high school, I met and connected with them through punk music. So. You know, to say that there's a lot of gatekeeper and a lot of assholes, yes, there are. And I feel like a lot of those people that I dealt with in high school that were assholes to me that I wasn't allowed to wear a Rancid shirt because I just heard and out come the wolves and I never listened to Rancid 2000 or whatever. Like somehow that makes me less of a fan. <laughs> like those people have chilled out a lot and and I've become way closer to those guys since, you know, through the years. And uh, right. and I, and I kind of see that happening with Fat Mike a little bit too, you know? Like I think he has chilled out and softened, softened his edges a little bit. Yeah, well, he uh, has recently gone through, like, he went through counseling or something, oh. and he's he's trying to get sober right now. Uh, oh, I didn't and know he's, that. It, it seems like he's genuinely working on trying to, you know, I guess, get more control of his life than he had before. 
and it's it's pretty apparent in the in the latest album apparently i haven't listened to it for whatever it's it's like in my library it's on my to-do list but yeah, i just haven't come across it yet i should listen to some of their newest stuff but what i have seen from him is i've heard interviews with him saying like yeah you know what green day has no reason to be given as much shit as they as they were given back in the day and and he was just like and i'm one of those people and he kind of takes it all back he's like the only difference between green day and no effects is that green day was on the radio he was like, it didn't make them any less punk. You know? So, like, even mm-hmm. him saying something like that, it's just like, wow, that's kind of huge. And now Fat Mike is, like, wearing dresses and shit. Like, he's he's seems like he's chilled yeah. out a lot, you know? Yeah. I I read the the uh, the autobiography book that they had. Yes. I need, buddy, I need to read that, man. Yeah. My buddy Pierce lent it to me. There's also an audio book voiced by the band members. That's so uh, cool. That's what I want to hear. Yeah, each yeah. chapter is like a point of view of one of the band members of like this era or this event or something. And it's, right. it's a really cool read. Uh, and for whatever reason, that didn't get me to listen to more than one album by them, even though it was a very interesting book and it had it enlightened it enlightened me to who yeah. they were. Yeah. Uh, and it's very cool that that Fat Mike feels comfortable like wearing dresses and stuff like that now because the first time he tried to do it his girlfriend at the time like totally like dogged on him and that kept him he hid that part of himself for so long and it's you know it's just good to good to see yeah man it's great to see and and i think uh it doesn't surprise me that he's trying to get sober too because i feel like anytime you you know there's there's a lot of anger that comes with addiction and uh doesn't surprise me that maybe a lot of his anger stemmed from dealing with personal issues, you know, and then he takes it out on other people. Sure. Um, I mean, I, for years, have been saying I wish I could wear, like, sundresses. Why not? I don't, I don't know why I haven't tried it, to be honest, because they look so fucking comfortable. And, and I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm with, a, I'm with a girl who, like, completely supports it. She's like go buy a fucking sundress. Like you would probably look great in it, you know, especially now that I lost a little weight. Yeah. Like, I, look yeah. Pretty, I think I look pretty good in a sundress, but you know, I don't know. I just always thought that skirts should be meant for guys because we actually have stuff down there that needs room. <laughs> I hate shorts. I've been adjusting myself every fucking five minutes talking to you just now because I'm like, everything's riding up on my, on my grang. Right on your gooch. Yeah. My crang is fucking all jacked up right now. <laughs> But to get back to this record, real just real quick. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, not too long, though. Not too long. Well, just real quick, I just want to say. Uh, man, right off the bat, when the first track, Linoleum, which is probably one of their most famous songs in the world, that, there's that drum beat that every band ripped off since this album. Well, I mean, it's just a blast beat. <laughs> yeah, but dude, I mean, every band on Fat Records, which is the, you know, the the record label that fat mike started every band on that record has like all of them they're all just doing the same fucking beat like no use for a name lag wagon all those fucking bands uh so i just like you just hear it and you're just like god damn this record is influential as fuck literally from the first like 20 seconds of the record yeah and it's it's the sound throughout it i wouldn't say it's the most you know, it's not Toto or anything, but for a punk right. record, like it doesn't sound so dirty. Like no. the guitar tones are distorted and crunchy. 
love, I love the guitar tone on the whole record. Yeah, and the drums sound nice and and clean and tight. Uh, I I never really noticed the bass. <laughs> no, and Fat Mike is a great bassist too. You just don't hear a lot of it. Yeah, and and the vocals are really well done. And you know, Fat Mike's it, it has an, a very iconic, unique voice. So, so you know, obnoxious. it's yeah, <laughs> but it's it it rides that line of like obnoxious and gruff but also something you can listen to for a long time i it, guess this album is you know minus the five minutes of silence at the end this album is about 35 minutes long which is you yeah. know it's 16 17 songs or something like it's kind of a long <laughs> fucking record for punk especially for like two minute long songs but yeah man he his voice is somehow still it's like just so perfect for this band like yeah, it's obnoxious right. but like what isn't about this band you know <laughs> Their lyrics, they're their vocals, they're just in your face. But man, musicianship, top notch. The, the the guitarist, the drummer, incredible. Yeah, I mean... The, so tight. I, the, drummer's, the drummer's fine. I've always been kind of lukewarm on the drummer. I, really? I don't have strong feelings about him, but he just does blast beats, you know? That's, just, that's his thing, yeah. But, yeah. Then he'll, but then he'll do the... Like when they do like little reggae things, you know, he could do those little things. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Which I love. I love the, like they, it's almost like a tip of the cap to like ska and reggae every now and then in their songs. Yeah. Like for you, my heart is yearning. My heart is yearning. is some of the best music on the record and El Jefe just has to fucking ruin it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but they, they the had to make voice. sure. They had to make sure you remembered they're a punk band. Right. They're just like, yes, we can really play, but then I'm going to sing like Count Chocula for My the next cocky. five minutes. Man, I, I listened to the album before this one, or maybe not, but they have a cover of Straight Edge where Hefe singing again, and it's just this, like, oh, I've gone straight edge. Fucking Tom Waits. They kind of look. And it's like super like, oh my God, just shut up. Yeah, yeah, like... I. It's my heart is yearning is such such good music, and then but I love it has like a police vibe, like it sounds like the police a little bit, and on yeah. and like Rico and on Dig, they just kind of like throw in these little like reggae things, and I'm like I really love that. It's it's just kind of yeah, and that's that's all uh, that's all Hefe, that's all Hefe. That's he, interesting. He so brought the stuff that to this, the band. Okay, so the stuff before this doesn't have that stuff. No, uh, he. Said in the in the autobiography, he's like, "All right, I gotta admit something. I'm not actually like a punk. I don't like punk music." <laughs> really? Is he more of like a thrash it, guy? Because his his guitar is so fucking cool. Uh, no. If I remember correctly, he just listens to a lot of. Uh, he did listen to a, like a lot of opera, and a lot of Latin music. Oh wow! I uh, wouldn't. Have, I I wouldn't have picked up on the opera. But I can hear some Latin uh, stuff, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And so he he definitely is the reason that that stuff is happening. Uh, if I'm, you know, I wasn't there in the sessions. But, you know, yeah. it, it makes sense. It totally makes uh, sense. Yeah. Rico, is that bad? Uh, it's just so like, yeah, like again, it's, it's, he, it's the weird combination of this like 
really well played music and like they have pretty good songwriting. I would say like some of the songs on this record, you know, it kind of lost me with the, with the songwriting a little bit, especially like, um, happy guy. That one stood out to me as not good. (laughs) There were, there's a couple songs on here that I could definitely do without, uh, like the cause, uh, the bruise. We're just doing it for the cause. Doing it for the cause, which I, I, I. It was established when I looked at like the genius lyrics. So like the, it is that they're just like saying, because we're just doing it for because. Oh you know? yeah, yeah. I it's used like, to I say always... they were doing it. <laughs> I used to think they were referencing Cosby. <laughs> you were doing it for Bill Cosby. Yeah, because people used to call Cosby the like cause. Really? Yeah. So I was just like, they're just doing it for the cause, like Co- Bill Cosby. I mean, this is like fifteen-year-old Lucas. I was, I was, a, I was a fucking idiot. <laughs> but I, for seventeen songs, uh, for only a few of them to be flops is, you know, that's not bad. It's that's pretty good. Bad. That's it's pretty good. I'm surprised you don't like the Bruise, man. I love that song. I don't know. It's just like, it's it's just kind of annoying and very, like, I don't really like the group vocals that much. Oh, man, my high school it's, band it's ripped funny. that off, like straight ripped it off. <laughs> Even though, like, like the singing it's... and the and the, the clinking of glasses and shit, we did exactly that on our first record. Oh, man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, we were, No Effects was a huge influence on us. And the bruise, I think what makes it stand out to me a lot too is the production of it. The guitar is like super fuzzy and like dirty on that song. Very different. Yeah. Right. And at least the drummer's doing something different. Yeah. <laughs> We're the bruise. Sporting tattoos. Oi, oi. Come on. <laughs> you can't you can't you can't shit on that. Yeah, it's fine. I don't <laughs> skip it. But <laughs> I don't listen very hard either. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, you know, talking about the influence of this record too, like some some bands have said like direct influence that this record had on them. Um, like Blink-182, uh, their Cheshire Cat record was apparently heavily influenced by Punk and Drublick. Really? Yeah. I mean, you hear like, um, what was it, Carousel or something? Yeah. That sounds a carousel. Yeah, that sounds like no effects for sure. And then like Lagwagon's uh, "Let's Talk About Feelings," which I think is their most famous uh, record, and then "All Killer No Filler" by Sum Forty One. Like they've all cited this this album as a as the influence. This album specifically? Yeah, Punk and Drublick specifically. Oh, well, all yeah. right, cool. I mean, don't you hear <laughs> Fat Lip and think No Effects? Yeah. <laughs> Stroll into the party like my name is El Leo. Yeah, can't you see Fat Mike rapping? <laughs> he should. <laughs> if he doesn't already. I mean, they have so many albums. He must have rapped at least once. He must have rapped. What well, what's it, is this your so this is your favorite no effects record? Yes. Yes it is. Yeah. I think my favorite is um I So Long and Thanks for All the Shoes was one I listened to the most growing up. But uh man, I love the the we talked about it before the the forty five or forty six other songs album that <laughs> double album that came out that second one that was like actually like produced and they like finished the songs and everything that is by far like Pods and Gods 
and uh, Timmy the Turtle and all these songs. Like I love that album so so much. Uh, but this is a this is top three. I mean, yeah this 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 is my top one No Effects album. It does not have my favorite song, my favorite No Effects song, but it does have my second favorite No Effects song. Oh and okay okay. I mean, if there's nothing else to say about the album and, and as a whole, man, we can get into our choice nugs. Yeah sure. It is time. It is time. It is time for choice nugs. It is time. It is time. It is time for choice nugs. Let's do it, man. What uh, what's your what's your first one? My first one is dinosaurs will die. Uh, and I th- that's off the one with like the nurse who's kind of looking up at you. I think. Uh, pump up the volume. Yeah, I just randomly found that one day. That was the first no effect song I've heard. I it was just this random video on YouTube of a Japanese like punk metal band playing on the streets mm-hmm. and it was just randomly that song over clips of them and i thought that was the band oh shit <laughs> they uh, make very but, few music videos too yeah it is not a habit of theirs yeah <laughs> but my favorite song on this record and my second favorite song by no effects uh is got to be jeff wears birkenstocks really which might not be an obvious choice but it is not it was this song was featured either on like an NCAA game or a Tony Hawk game. Tony and Hawk sounds about right. It might just be because you know when you when you only like you know one song very well from an album and you don't really listen to the rest, uh, and that song just sounds so much different than everything else on the album. Yeah, that's how this song sounds to me. I and love it just the riff. Has a different. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever listened to Millen Colin? No. Okay. Well, I was going to say this song sounds like every Millen Colin song. It's like they heard this and they were like, that's what we're playing. Yeah. We'll go ahead and do that. Yeah. Yeah. I love the riff on this one, man. It's super catchy. Yeah, and okay. I just it, it, Jeff don't wear regular shoes. Shoes. I thought it was. I thought it was originally a song about like their friend, uh, and they were like encouraging him, like, "Yeah, man, don't wear regular shoes. Be yourself." Uh, but it turns out they're just making fun of yeah. like one of their friends that was in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, he was, they say he wears a tie dye rancid shirt. Yeah, he wears a tie dye rinse shirt. Wears his bucket stocks to work, and uh, and it's kind of it's interesting because it, it could be taken either way. Where it's just like they're kind of like applauding that this guy has like his own style, and it's just like yeah, you you feel like you don't need to fall within the uh, the punk like uniform or whatever. And then they're also like giving him shit. Yeah, well, because apparently Fat Mike hates hippies. Yeah, and this What's... guy, like I don't know, I don't know, just because Fat right? Mike will just find a reason to hate someone. <laughs> and this song is just under a minute and a half. Uh so it is not a long one. But it hits though. I think it's really it's it's just a cool one to me. <laughs> it's I I love the it's it's super catchy and again like it's a very different riff on the record. Like you said it stands out. Yeah. It's way more pop punk. Yeah, I was going to say that. It's it's like a riff you would hear on a pop punk song on the radio for sure. Yeah. I mean, 
you can't listen to Jeff Horsburgh and Stocks and not say like, dude, Blink-182, definitely fucking listen to this shit. Right. <laughs> Come on. And I love that like they have, uh, they've no effects has written song, a song like making fun of Blink-182. <laughs> have they really? They're such dicks. Yeah. They, it's called uh, Fun Things to Fuck If You're a Winner. <laughs> and it's just mocking Blink-182. Dang. They wrote a song called Woe on the Woes, which is like making fun of the Offspring's like constant use of, war, of oh, yeah, woe like, in their song. Right. Yeah. But then they have like, they wrote a song called Surfer or something. Like they they parody uh, Bad Religion's album Suffer and they called their album Surfer or something. <laughs> They're just such dicks. Jeez. I love uh, it though. Well, why don't, you, why don't you tell me one of your nugs, man? Man, I uh, I have a lot of like secondary nugs, um, but the first one's got to be Linoleum, dude. Linoleum, yeah, that was one of the first songs Burn Band covered. Uh, I know it well, dude. That's a kind of a hard guitar part. He, I mean, Pierce is a huge fan of No Effects. Uh, it's not his favorite band, but he's 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 definitely a fanboy. <laughs> Man, I love the riff that It's fucking hard, man, but I love the lyrics. Like I got a dog named Bob who pisses on my floor. That's yeah. right. I've got a floor. <laughs> That's right. I got a floor. <laughs> so He's what? like I'm not materialistic. But, uh, I well, I guess I have a bed and a guitar. And right. A dog. Yeah, I've got a pocket full of Kleenex <laughs> <laughs> and lint and holes. <laughs> Yeah, and I love he's like, that's right, I've got a floor. So what? So what? So what? So what? So what? <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh what a it's just such a great opener for the record too. Yeah, it 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 displays everything they got, the fucking those riffs, the blast beats, those the drums. those harmonies. They've always had weirdly good harmonies in this band. Yeah, their backup, their backup singers El Jefe and the other guitarist, man, they're great. Uh, God, what is that dude named Stinky Pete or something? Yeah, Stinky. Uh, what's a stinky ass name? Smelly Joe name? or something. Damn it! I got it! I got it! I got it right here. Uh, shut up, everyone! Shut up. Uh, uh Eric Smelly Sandin. <laughs> That's the drummer. <laughs> Eric Melvin. Oh, who's the other guy? Eric Melvin is the other guy. Is the other guitarist? Oh well. Yeah, whatever. Um, but yeah, great, mel- great harmonies, great melodies, and I love like super, super catchy. Like that's me on the beach side, coming to sand. Yeah, little meter in my hand, like so catchy. And they just, they just like on a dime, they switch up like kind of the the vibe of the song by the drummer, like going at halftime, kind of. And yeah. then just like in the middle of a phrase, he goes back to his blast beats. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird to think about it as blast beats too, because I always, I always like associate blast beats with metal or thrash. Uh, I mean, that might be more accurate, but that's what Pierce always told me I was doing in burn band. So I've just taken it with me. He, he just, <laughs> when you guys started the band, he's like, Hey, by the way, all you're doing is blast beats. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know what else I could do. <laughs> you're like, yeah, with that guitar part, there's not much else I, I can yeah, do. Yeah. Sorry. But uh, I'm not I'm not doing you know like cumbia or anything over here you know. Well, if you should have mixed that in, dude. Like, if only if only um, Glow by Turnstile had come out ten years ago, right? Oh man, the influence I, it might have had on you guys. 
I I really hope that neither Alejandro nor Pierce listen to that album because I'm the new stuff that I'm going to bring to them is going to be heavily influenced. <laughs> so fun, man! It's so fun, but like, yeah, Linoleum is um, again like this is like in my group of friends, such a classic. Mm. And there's something about the melody, like possessions don't mean anything to me. I'm not yeah. great. Like there's something, there is something maybe not operatic about it, but theatrical, if that makes any sense. It's very, uh, what is it called when like rappers are all machi- machismo or whatever? Yeah. Like cocky. <laughs> yeah. But there's something yeah. about the actual melody that like I could hear it being sung in a musical. I don't know about that. But you know, I make weird connections, man, <laughs> in my head. <laughs> and, it, and it might be a big thing, too, because like I, I, I might like Me First and the Gimme Gimme's more than No Effects. Really? Yeah. And they okay. do a lot of those types of songs. Like They have a whole album that's like from musicals. And so I can kind of hear it, I feel like, um, in, in some of Fat Mike's melodies. And I just think like, Possessions never meant anything to me. I'm not crazy. Well, that's not true. I've got a bed. Like, I can hear that in a musical for sure. I guess I haven't heard enough musicals to know. You got to expand your mind. I got to expand my mindset. You, you haven't you haven't heard, like, there's not uh, any musicals that you, that you like? I mean, I've, my mom took me to Wicked. I've watched Hamilton. Ugh, I can't stand uh, Hamilton. Hamilton's fine. It's the most fucking lamest rapping. It's super clever, but I'm just like, it's not cool. Dude, okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, hi. Uh, hello. <laughs> oh, oh, hello. Hi. Hello. hello hi. <laughs> what? What's wrong? Um, what did I say? Well, d- dude, like one of the greatest rappers of all time is in the original cast of Hamilton. Uh, who? It's a dude who plays uh, Thomas Jefferson and Lafayette, uh, I think. It is a... uh, uh, Crap, what's that fool's name? David Diggs. Yeah, I don't know. You don't... Who the fuck is David Diggs? I know the next album I'm recommending when it's my turn. Don't make me listen to... It's not Hamilton. Hamilton. All right, thank you. It's it's not Hamilton. It's going to be... It's an experimental rap group uh, with... Probably the most skilled rapper of all time. Wait, this guy is like in Sesame Street. Yeah, he was in Sesame Street one time. Oh, one only one time. Uh, I'm pretty sure, unless he's I don't know, is he a main mainstay? Uh, I don't know. I've just seen him in a commercial. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's gotten pretty popular, but his I mean the technicality and like he can rap over anything, as you'll see. Uh, when we listen to whatever clipping album I'm gonna make you listen clipping? to. Clipping? I've never, dude. That's that's. I had no idea that guy was a rapper. Oh, dude. Oh, dude. Oh, dude. I mean. Oh man. I I also will like. I'll never claim to be a musical fan, but there are like. I love Grease. I love <laughs> um, Little Shop of Horrors. I love uh, fucking. Uh, Rocky Cats. Horror Picture Show. Yeah. I guess like the ones I like are more, you know, other than Grease are kind of like the the more punky ones, you know, the ones that are kind of like darker and a little more alternative. 
Like you're not gonna catch me listening to Sound of Music while I'm fucking driving to work, right? Yeah, you know. But I, I could jam Rocky the American Horror Picture mu- Show. Idiot Musical. Oh man, I've I, I'm I'm gonna do a rendition of that and bring it to San Diego. <laughs> really? Oh yeah. I mean, to be uh, to be you know uh, pretty accurate, the South Park movie is a great musical. I thought it was just the Book of Mormon. No, I mean their their movie. Um, Long, bigger, longer, and uncut is a musical. Oh, you know I, they bust out in songs like ten times. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, Trey, Matt Stone and Trey Parker are like big musical fans. You can tell, and they write great music. Oh. <laughs> so I'm just kind of yeah, you know, I, maybe that's why I can kind of hear some of this stuff because like the the melody of Linoleum maybe to me sounds like something that like would be in like bigger, longer, and uncut like that type of. Uh, vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, what are we doing here? Dude, I mean, I think we're talking about South Park. We're just reviewing an episode of South Park. I'm, I'm 90% right. sure. Uh, let, before I forget, I want you to do... Just write this down. Okay. Get your pen. Uh-huh, yeah. Get a paper. Yeah, I, I have a pen. Quote unquote. Go ahead. The band's called Clipping. Just listen to the songs Story 2 and Wriggle. And if that doesn't get you interested, then I don't know what will. (laughs) Then I don't know what to do for you. I don't know. I don't know what I can do to save you. (laughs) All right. All right. Uh, I'll do it. Story 2 and Wriggle. Yes. All right. Uh, Hey, hey, uh, buddies, go listen to Story 2 and Wriggle by Clipping. (laughs) Please. My buddy Alejandro turned me on to these guys and it's i mean they're doing some crazy stuff they also have some halloween albums they got some horror rap albums okay you're getting me now but we're not gonna listen to those well you can but not on the podcast man not if i don't have to okay (laughs) (laughs) anyway the second nug that i have yeah the the one that we uh, had to listen to for this record What, what do you got or for this episode uh God, it's really tough. It's between. Well, let me figure it out first. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm gonna say "Perfect Government" Great is gonna be my second song. nug. That's one of my. That was one of my uh, my runner ups. Uh, but if you know, tomorrow it could have been yesterday. It could have been dying degree. It was between those two. Dying degree. Degree. The enemy. So good. Yeah. I love the a really really cool riff on that. Really cool riff. I love the the intro of Perfect Government because it's almost like making fun of like all the alt rock that was on the radio at the time. <laughs> like doesn't that right. doesn't that when they finally come in like the freedom. And they start like start actually like busting it out. That first like ten seconds sounds like some bullshit like you know counting like Dishwalla song or something. Well, if I remember correctly, uh, they had a buddy in the music scene, and this is basically a cover of his song. Yeah, the some, first, some other dude wrote it. Yeah, the first the, if it's easy to be free, that's their friend. Oh, so that's like how it actually goes. Yeah. Oh shit! I thought they were like making fun of <laughs> the songs that were around that time. I mean, they very well could be doing both. Yeah, it could be <laughs> for sure. 
but it's so cool how it starts with that. It's just, you know, the music comes in. The most like, I don't know, like rock radio guitar solo you'll ever hear. Yeah, for sure. And then the, you know, the acoustic and then like him and Fat Mike match up for freedom. And then the punk music kicks in. I, I always thought that was so cool, you know? Totally. And the lyrics are so good. Yeah, the lyrics about, well, you know, just the government. <laughs> I, but I love <laughs> the, the cat gets so fat. Yeah, so kind of like tongue in cheek, you know. But I love yeah. like, how can they sleep at night? How can they how sleep, can they sleep at, night? at night? So yeah. good. <laughs> I, like, I feel like that's that might be one of the more emotional parts of the album. It, are those like is that part of the song? You can feel it, man. Yeah, you feel it. Yeah. And it's, oh, man, yeah, the, the lyrics are so good. Like the, you know, like, and who the fuck are you anyway? And who the fuck are they? And who the fuck am I to say? What the yeah. fuck is really going on? Like, it's like, <laughs> just not holding back at all. Like, because there hasn't been a sign of anything getting better in the ghetto. People's fed up, getting fed up. You're, you point your fucking finger, you racist, you bigot. That's you not bigot, the problem, that's now, the is problem. It? now, is it? Now, is it? It's all about the money. Political power is taken. Like, ah, so good. So catchy. Protecting man. the rich. Denying the poor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How can they sleep at night? How can they sleep at night? <laughs> See, I can sing. Yeah, I'm a singer. <laughs> yeah, I, I sing in a metal band. Uh, what is your second nug? Oof, man. Well, I will say the other like honorable mentions I have are were Perfect Government, obviously. I love The Brews. Uh, I like Lori Myers a lot. Yeah, I <laughs> I like that song. I always feel like she's playing up the the raspy like trash vocals. I love her voice. Kim Shattuck, I think is how you pronounce it. Uh, I believe she's the singer of the Muffs. The Muffs, yeah, which is such a fucking great name. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, she her voice reminded me a lot of like Brody Daly or Daly. I never know how to pronounce her name. The singer of the Distillers, mixed yeah, mixed right. with Courtney Love. Like I feel like her voice is like a like those two put together, and great melodies. And I love that it's kind of like talking about. Uh, you know, Lori Myers is like Michael Myers, sister that he killed. And it's kind of like, oh. yeah, it's just a weird, I, I don't fully understand what they're trying to say in the song, but I well, love it. I had no idea about that. It seemed to me like it's just kind of a pro sex work song, which is really cool. Cause usually sex work is, uh, kind of discriminated against in, in, you know, kind of a lower form of work. Yeah, uh, for sure. But, and that's She's changing like, now, you know. Yeah, it's it's changing now. It's progressing a little better. She talks about like, "Hey, man, fuck you. It's my life. My fifty k and I will do whatever we want." Yeah, you know. Yeah, she goes, "Who the hell are you to tell me how to live? You think I sell my body? I merely sell my time." Yeah, I ain't no Cinderella. I ain't waiting for no prince to save me. And her voice is so good. Um, I love it. But my second choice nug is "Don't Call Me White." Don't call me white. Don't, Don't call me white. Yeah, it's a uh, man. I love the drums on this song. That it, again, blast beats. 
But then that that. Yeah. They all like harmonize. Yeah. Yeah. The harmonies are really cool on this one for sure. The background vocals are so good uh, throughout the whole record, but on this song, oh man, that that little like they just they literally just take a moment just to all like ah like a nice little like yeah. yeah. Um, love the lyrics. I don't. I didn't fully understand the message when I was a kid. I just thought it was well, funny. Yeah, it's just like cause... he just doesn't want to be called white because like you know <laughs> the connotation that comes with it. <laughs> <laughs> but it even says like the first line is like the connotation's wearing my nerves thin. Could it yeah. be semantics generating the mess we're in? You know, it's like he's, it's kind of deep lyrics, like really well written. Yeah, which you don't expect to see, but, <laughs> but they're there. They're, you know, they're great uh, songwriters and lyric writers. Yeah, but then you, you know, then you read the thing like, does this mean I have to take such shit for being fair skinned? And it's just like, oh, right. Like, you know, yeah, you, poor, mean, yeah. you poor white man. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, oh, you poor thing. I bet the cops just pull you over willy-nilly too, huh? Right. and then, But then you think... Right, exactly. And then you think, like, you know, Fat Mike is pretty white-passing. Like, he's Jewish, but it's just, like, you don't look... Like, you know, people wouldn't maybe automatically think he's Jewish just from the way he looks. So it's just, like, you know, it is kind of a bit of a weird privilege to be white-passing, at least. You know, I was, yeah. ta- I was talking about that shit earlier with my, my brother-in-law is from Benin. He's a six-foot-five giant black guy. And we were talking about this earlier, you know, that I was just like, you know, I was saying like, I have to recognize my, my privilege of not just being a man, but also like I am Latin, but no one would know it just looking at me, you know? And so I don't, I don't experience like prejudice. Right. And that's what people who, you know, others that aren't white, like experience that prejudice. And it's just like, dude, if you're white passing, you also have to notice that like you do have a privilege, even though you're not actually white. Yeah, which is why I've always, you know, like when I in my most recent listen to this song, I was kind of like, ah, you know, like yeah, poor you. Yeah, like a lot of people got it a lot worse, but I get what he's saying in that he doesn't have any, you know, he he doesn't like the the white culture at all, and he doesn't want to be that. Uh, when he describes like what he describes white people as in that, I think the third verse. And he's like, it's so fucking ordinary white. Yeah. That's probably my favorite part of the song. Yeah. (laughs) They're so fucking ordinary white. Don't call me white. (laughs) But I love the line that the soap shoved in your mouth to cleanse the mind. Yeah. A vast majority of sheep, a button collar starched and bleached, constricting veins, the blood flow to the brain. It's just like, man, fat Mike, you're fucking bringing it with these lyrics, dude. (laughs) And, and it's just so catchy. Don't call me white. Don't call, Don't call me, me white. white. Yeah. 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 A lot of catchy stuff on here. For so sure. catchy. So catchy. But yeah, that has, has always been one of my favorites on the record. And just going through this one again, I was able to like, there were a lot more songs on this record that I actually, that I liked a lot, like more than I expected. I thought it was just going to be like, oh, linoleum, the bruise, don't call me white. And everything else is just going to kind of like, you know gonna kind of fly by um but no man there's there's some legitimately good songwriting great punk songs on this album and and even like rico uh the second to last song like you can hear jefe like has some fucking chops on that guitar man 
He's a great solo on that record, on that song. Yeah. And Rico's just an interesting, I thought it was a cool, like, kind of plot twist the first time you listened to it, you know? Yeah, for sure, right? It's kind of unexpected. Yeah. And uh, one thing that we didn't talk about at all on this record is kind of like the transitions between songs that they do sometimes. I think it only happens like two or three times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like the quads to Dying Dury is such a cool transition. Like un- like you don't even hear it. You don't even notice. You wouldn't notice it was two songs, you know? Yeah. I, I was thinking that too. I had to go back because I saw when I was looking at the lyrics, it said quads instrumental. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And then I'm still on quads. And he starts singing, and I'm just like, the fuck? Like, I thought it was an instrumental. I'm like, oh shit, it already fucking got into Dying Degree. Yeah, it's seamless. And Dying Degree, man, another another honorable mention. Great song. Super cool song, for sure. Yeah, man. This was a, this was one that, you know, I went when I was making the list for all the albums that I wanted to talk about, like, I had to start going through, like, my favorite punk records. Because, you know, we're both, like, huge into punk music and... And it's just one that I'm like, man, this is, you know, I put Anti-Flag and Bad Religion and Rise Against and all these bands, but I was just like, I gotta put on a No Effects record on there. Like, it's just, <laughs> there has to be one. And this is, this is to me, you know, if, if I'm going to suggest a No Effects album to listen to, I think it's going to be this one. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. What was your least favorite song on the record? Man, uh... Probably the cause, I guess. Okay. Uh, it's between that and like maybe Happy Guy, but the yeah. cause that like the chorus is just kind of a little too annoying to me. And it, the cause we're just doing it for the cause. Yeah, it's very like um, they didn't try very hard <laughs> on that one. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I but, t- I agree. I think Even happy if you guy don't like a song favorite. on this record, it's usually gone in two minutes. <laughs> that's the best part. And that's, it's again, it's like, we've talked about that with other records where it's like, man, I wish my favorite songs were a little longer and my least favorite <laughs> were even shorter. <laughs> what was your least favorite song on the record? It's definitely happy guy. Happy guy. I think the lyrics are great. So it, it sucks because um, the lyrics are really good, but they don't work in a songwriting uh, perspective. Like, a lot of the lines don't rhyme, so it doesn't sound like it really works that well. Um, it's a little awkward. It's a little awkward. And and some lines end early, some kind of go on a little too long, and, and I just feel like the songwriting was not there, despite, um, you know, that, it, that the lyrics are, are really, really good, and it's an interesting, uh, you know, topic to write about. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, I mean, with all that said, uh, what would you rate this record? What is your um, I think I'm going to rate this one a solid 7.2. That's great. Yeah, it's just an, it's an, <laughs> for whatever reason, it's just an easy record for me to listen through. It's definitely an iconic record in the punk history. Right. Uh, and It's a classic, like, in punk music. Yeah. As, as much as I love playing punk and making punk music, I don't listen to too much of it. But uh, this is one of the albums that I will go to if I'm, if I'm in the mood for, for just some 
fast, just ah, rip it apart with your teeth, punk. But but also it's really catchy. Uh, yeah, super catchy. A lot of cool riffs. A lot of cool riffs. Really, I mean, I would say better than decent production throughout the whole record. Yeah, for sure. It's it's nothing that is going to be in you know no music snob is going to say anything about it. No, definitely not. Maybe for the time that it came out, you know. But think about the production on this versus Dookie. And Dookie came out that same year. The production is, is way better on Dookie. <laughs> well, yeah. Way, way, way better. And uh, a lot of really cool backup vocals and a lot of interesting harmonies. For sure. I mean, honestly, I think I'm really close with you. Like, I almost want to give it the same rating, but I feel like... You know, I have a lot of history with this record, and this is one of the ones that, like, when I was first getting into punk music, this was, this was one of the ones. This was one of the ones that I was told to listen to, and it was, um, yeah, I think it's, uh, it's a classic. But I will say, you know, like some things didn't age well. Some of the lyrics didn't really age well. I, I kind of, you know, listen to some of the stuff, and I think like. You know, some of this can be a little toxic, but then other things are, you know, maybe not. But I, I think I'm going to give it a 7.5. All right. Yeah, really great punk record. Like you said, catchy, production's good. Um, and I just have so such a personal connection to this, to this album that, uh, yeah, man, 7.5, hard. All right. And uh, I, real quick, I want you to compare this album to a pizza. If you would. Oh, man. Uh, what kind of pizza would this album be, Lucas? This would be a pizza you would get from a place that's like fucking has like a, a C health rating. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just so fucking good. You don't care that you might get sick after eating it. Ugh, it's just good and greasy. Yeah, it's just good, greasy, thin crust, you know, like New York style pizza. But like, yeah, you walk in and, you're, and there's roaches on the floor. <laughs> and that's and but i would say also it's like one of those like stoner pies that has like french fries and mozzarella sticks on it yeah yeah <laughs> nothing, baby. nothing traditional about this pizza at all <laughs> but uh man sometimes that sometimes that dirt and the germs make it taste a little better you know what i mean it gives a little spice you gotta you it gotta keep, have some spice in your life it keeps your tongue on its toes man dude if i learn anything from the spice girls it's to spice up my life <laughs> And that's why I might start wearing sundresses. Hey, look, man. Let's see what happens. If, if the Spice Girls can do it, so can you. Hey, man, if fucking Fat Mike can wear dresses, why can't I? You know? I mean, it'd be cool to just wear them to spite him. Like, oh, you think you're the only dude that can just wear sundresses around here? No, no, not. No, no, no. And I, I'd look better in it than I you. I was going to say, I'm probably going to look better than him anyway. Yeah, probably will. Yeah, have you seen my legs in a dress? I haven't. I haven't seen you in a dress. I haven't blessed you with that with that image. <laughs> gotta bless me in a dress. Yep, I gotta bless you in a dress. <laughs> I didn't well, fart. That was a chair, I swear. If the mic picked that uh-huh. up. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Thank you guys for listening to the episode. Uh, we really appreciate each and every one of you guys. We're nearing... I think we're we're almost to 900 downloads of all time. Yeah, yeah, we're we're uh, just over that. I think we're we're getting to to a thousand pretty cool, pretty sweet, uh, quick. And um, 
Man, the Which last episode, crazy. I don't know what happened. I accidentally deleted it and then re-uploaded it. So it's not on Spotify. I don't know. I'm going to try and figure it out. But uh, the, the episode we did before this of uh, Flight of the Concords, man, it, it was so fun. And I, and I listened to it. And it's like we're having so much fun just like talking about all those jokes and everything. Like I really I really hope more people listen to that one because I think, you know, it's, a, <laughs> it's the only comedy album that we've, we've, we've done so far. And we're almost 40 episodes into this podcast. We definitely, we definitely got to do some more of those, man. Those are always a fun listen. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the only thing that sucks is that, like, you know, we we try and like keep it entertaining and everything, and then we're, when we're talking about a comedy album, like the only jokes that we're going to tell on the on the episode are the jokes on the record. I mean, so, yeah, that's true. You know, we're it's just, just kind of pulling from. Yeah, it just <laughs> has geeking out about the record that we just listened to. So it's not, <laughs> it's maybe not the most interesting thing to hear, but uh, you can hear how much fun we're having at least. Uh, but yeah, we, it's, it's crazy getting these numbers. I went to the turnstile video. I went to the earbuds YouTube channel. Yeah. Turnstile has 999 views. I swear to God. People go watch it again. (laughs) (laughs) Give it another Uh, watch. We, we have a YouTube earbuds podcast, Twitch, uh, Instagram earbuds Mm -hmm. podcast, Jean-Luc Guitard, Brett Hanrahan. Hey, uh we're out there man we're we're out there you just need to find us you can find us it's not that hard it's not that hard listen to our episodes have a laugh (laughs) listen to these albums have a laugh give us more attention (laughs) give us (laughs) i want more attention give us more attention tell us about people quote us make t-shirts of us tell people about us i don't think brett meant tell us about people Tell, tell us about people. Tell us about people. Tell us, comment about people you've met on our videos. <laughs> we're just two dudes trying to bring music into your lives. You know, we're, we're not doing this for us. What do you think? We enjoy this. We're, we're just doing this for the cause. Man. We're just doing it for the cause. Uh, what is the next album we're going to listen to, my man? Man, I went back and forth. I, I really wanted to pick something kind of off the wall. And I don't know if you remember what we talked about maybe potentially talking about these guys and listening to an album. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to listen to an album called H2O by a band called Hall & Okay. Came All out in right. 1982. Uh, it's got a couple classics on it, man. And uh, I'm excited to hear it because I've only heard the singles off the record. So I don't know what anything else is going to sound like. Yeah, I mean, Hollow Notes has a lot of songs that I personally like, but I've never actually listened to them. Me right? neither, man. I think it's about time. Yeah, let me let me H two. <laughs> yeah, dude, the a album lot of cover. Sexual tension in this album. That album cover, two sweaty dudes just like staring at each other. Wow, the eleventh studio album by Hall and Oates. I had no idea they they came out so long before this album came out because man eaters is the first track on this record and that's the first song yeah. i ever heard by them yeah uh that's the only one i know just by sight i might recognize another if i hear it i think you but... will i think you will um uh, so yeah buddies next episode h2o by holland notes fucking listen to that shit before before uh the episode comes out yeah brett what would you uh what would you rate this episode you know what I'm going to rate this episode an H2O out of 10. Ooh, I like it. I'm going to rate this episode a... 
Uh, 8.666. Wow. Yeah. We're just bringing it, bringing it every week. New, you, new stuff, unique stuff, jokes. I'm, I'm bringing it for the cause. <laughs> it's just the cause. Yeah. For, for Cosby. Bill Cosby. Yeah, for the Bill Cosby. Yeah, nothing ever came out bad about that guy. He's still a sweetheart, so. Pretty sure he's clean. Yeah, he's, I mean... He, you look at him now and you think, no way, that guy has not ever fuck, has never done any fucked up shit, you know? I haven't checked in on him since the 90s. I, he's probably just doing the same stuff as always, He's right? been living a quiet life in Vermont. Uh, you know, I think it was a, jail, a prison in Vermont. I'm not sure. We'll dig into it. We'll talk about it on the next episode. We'll figure it out yeah. before <laughs> the next episode. We'll bring y'all all the new, latest Bill Cosby. We'll get everyone up to speed, all right? We don't know what's been going on with that guy. But, uh, buddies, <laughs> thanks again for listening. We love you guys. Brett, I love you. I love you, man. And uh, I think it was good. It was good. This, you know what? This was good. And a three, and a two, and a bye.